Hello, hello, hello. What is up? Everyone. People. Take two. Take three. Is it? Take four? No, I'm just kidding. It's no, just... it's take two, though. Oh, yeah. Well, they don't know that. <laughs> this is the first time we recorded this episode of a, another Christopher Nolan movie. Oh, a great one, too, honestly. Yes. Yes, indeed. Uh, it is another World War II flick called Dunkirk. Kirk. Good old Dunkirk. Dunkirk. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this movie is absolutely fantastic. And we would say to watch it on Netflix, uh, but it is officially gone off there now. Yeah, it's on HBO. Or, sorry, HBO. <laughs> yeah, what's uh, that? It's on Max. Is it? Yeah, but guess what? What? It, it's going to be leaving at the end of this month. Oh, geez, man. Dude, that's my problem with these streaming sites. They're like, that's my problem. <laughs> hey, you, know, you know what I'm saying? Hey guys, listen, listen. Very Charlie Day. Yeah, listen. Hey, quack my hair, guys. Listen, you know what? You know what? I do. I can't stand streaming platforms for that. Let me pay you like 15, 20 bucks a month to take the movies I want to watch down. This is why, you know, idiots. Shameless plug here, but this is why I still buy hard copy DVDs. No, yeah, no. Honestly, I'm at the point where I recommend people buying movies now instead of. Like streaming them, we were just talking about you know the possibility of canceling Disney Plus. Yeah, because you know it's like okay, I, I mean I already own all those movies on Blu-ray anyway. You know I've got the special editions of George Lucas's <laughs> yeah. movies. You know, so what am I? What am I really missing? There's a there's plenty of content that like old Disney, old Walt Walt Disney stuff. Yeah. Like the old cartoons and, and whatnot. That's honestly just timeless material. That's great to see. But it's like, ah, I don't want to pay the current Disney that type of money. I don't even money. know how much it is now. But they keep raising it. So. Well, they, it's not only that, but it's the whole where they're pulling a Netflix and going, well, we're going to make more money now because we're, we're not going to allow, you know, password sharing anymore. Mm. Nope, you guys are still going to lose a lot of money. Just watch. You heard it here. You heard it here on the Plot Strikes Back, baby. So to get back to um, a more exciting topic than streaming platforms is uh, Dunkirk here. Um, Made by one of the best directors of all time. Hands down. Christopher Nolan. Who does it? Who just knows how, how to get it done. Yeah, and no. it's a shorter movie, and like we had said before, it might be his, his shortest one, aside from, like, I think, Memento, but it's under two hours. It's like an hour and 40 minutes, 45, I think, you know, with minus a couple from credits, but... Yeah. I mean... Moves quick, though. It does. Stressful, man. All his movies, man, they're super tense. It it's it, And it's... I love it. Every second. And if you were to watch this movie with just... I mean, essentially, just take the score out. You know, and that's what that's what makes it so intense and just fills you with anxiety. You know, there's a there's a ton of you know great great shots. The choreography of this entire movie is wonderful. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, even from you know the beginning when some of the you know, British troops are 
walking down the street. There's the flyers are coming. They get Dude, ambushed. The flyers. That, that's so cool. It's yeah. like, hey, we got you cornered. So yeah, we're just letting you know. Huge, huge taunt right there. Huge by the crowds, flex. you know, and it's it's just one of those things too where to really you know imagine yourself. I mean, you could say it in any war, but if we're just watching this movie and you're thinking, you're, you know that there's an escape route, but you got to get to the beach, and then you got to wait for ships, but the Nazis also know that, and then they're just doing flybys, yeah, dropping bombs on people, and and then they still like, like they drop down and cover their heads like it's gonna do anything. Yeah. And it's like, no, dude, like if one of those bombs hits you, you're like, you're dead. Covering your head is not going to do anything. You're you're just going to, you know, more, more of you is going to get blown away at that the, point. You know, the one thing I'll say, we've never been in war. Sure. So we can't really attest. But the craziest thing about that is that all of these soldiers are lining up on a beach waiting for a ship to come. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Um, You know, and then on top of that, there's a, a portion, which is basically the only dock. For a, a a larger ship to land, yeah, uh, it's the mule. So, yeah, yeah, because the there's like there's well, there's three parts. There's of the three movie. parts taking place at different times: land, um, sea, and, and air. air. So yeah. land, which is what we're talking about, which is called the mule, takes place over the span of a week, where you know a group of characters we meet keep trying to get off that beach, and they keep Harry coming Styles. back to the beach. Um, and uh, but. On this dock at the mule, there is literally hundreds, th- maybe hundred- thousands, just packed in so tight, like a can of sardines. Well, yeah, I think the I think uh, the commander at the end says like, there's like a Churchill, couple hundred thousand. Yeah, like Churchill wants three hundred thousand, you know, soldiers, and he's like, we have them right here. Oh no, no, he, uh, the guy's like, you know, Churchill wants thirty thousand. He's like, oh, but, yeah, there's, but there's three hundred thousand on yeah. this beach. Like, <laughs> so, you know, they're all just wham-packed here. Yeah. Um, and then C uh, takes place over the span of a day. Yep. Which follows the events at sea. But, yeah. Uh, but the, also the civilian part. So, yeah, the civilians yeah. on the boats where they're they're called upon by their, you know, by the, the British military to help try and get their troops off of off the beach. You know... That's a pretty fucked situation, by the way. They're not going to send <laughs> their own navy to save their own army to save their navy for a later battle, which, I mean, they needed it, sure, but you have 300,000 men on a beach across the bay, and you're like, take your little drifter out and go grab, <laughs> like, two or three and then come back. Or your boat, you know, your pontoon. Yeah, so, I mean, okay. I, I could see... One or two strategies behind that. One, obviously, you know, I think Churchill wanted to preserve the finer, sure. finer ships to other, you know, strategic points. And then maybe the other pro would have been if there are thousands of smaller boats, whether it's, you know, dinghies, sailboats, you know, fishing vessels, whatever, that can go rescue you know uh half a dozen troops a dozen you know several dozen whatever happens to be right you know there's a possibility that they can't take them all down as opposed to like you know what we see in the movie where there's a large you know ship from like the navy or whatever 
um, uh, or the British Navy that comes, and then it gets sunk. Oh, the uh, the medical ship. It had the uh, wounded soldiers on well, it. Well, that was another one, yeah. And, no. then, and the other one that, that spills over with oil. Oh, yeah. But, like, it's like you have, it's like, great, but there's, like, a couple hundred troops on there. Oh, guess what? It's going down. And now, so I, I, I see why it is, but the, it's the fact that you're asking, you know, civilians, you know, who are, they're all, like, older folks to... Yeah participated more like like the the father of the boat that we see you know his you know that one's cool <clears throat> yeah well there's like the purpose like he he feels compelled because his son was in the RAF you know as a as a fighter pilot and he died Spitfires yeah i think it was badass name for a plane but, dude but he died right so like he like we talked about this before where he wasn't able to save his son but maybe he can help save other sons. And he does save um, uh, Collins. Collins, you know. Which is the third story. The third, yeah, leads which us is in the air, first story. Takes place in an hour. In an hour. Which, which follows the three RAF pilots yep. going, hey, go over there, come back. Yep. You've got uh, squad leader, you've got Collins, and then you've got. Tom Hardy as Farrier. Oh, we love him. Yeah. Man. Yeah. What a, what a great job. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. And it, it's it's definitely a cool way to, a cool aspect to bring them all together. And um, I remember on our first uh, take of recording this episode, we were we were reading some reviews on like Rotten Tomatoes. And it's surprising how many people just didn't understand the scope of this movie. And I'm like... I cannot deal with small-minded <laughs> individuals. I swear to God, this is a simple movie to understand. It may yeah, jump around a lot, but it, he clearly explains. What's we're not going asking on. you to like understand like Tenet and everything like that. You know, you know, it's still you know, or, or Inception. You know, like, still it, don't know. You know, so it's just sort of like it's it's a war movie, but there's more behind the it's war about movie. humanity. Yeah, it's about, it's about the good of humans. Yeah, it's about, or the bad of humans. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's. It's about being, you know, brothers in arms. It's about being courageous, bravery, serving your country, you know, but also life and death yeah. too, you know, it's, uh, the cool thing about the movie is as it progresses, it gets obviously way more, uh, tension building yeah. and it gets way more, I'm not going to say uncomfortable, but stressful. Um, you know, one scene it's in particular too, where, for parts. well, the cool thing about it is that all three of these stories are intercut yeah. within each other, but in those super stressful moments towards the end, they get shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter. You know, one scene in particular is when Collins has already been shot down, one yeah. of the pilots. Um, the, uh, we can't, can't remember his name, but the, the older guy who has a chance to save other sons Oh, the, the the father the of father, the boat, yeah. Yep. Uh, saves Collins. Yeah. Brings him back in, and then they continue to Dunkirk after they save another soldier who was alone on a ship. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this scene, as this pilot's going down, he lands in the middle of the ocean, and his uh, cockpit gets stuck, and he's slowly sinking into the water. And it's, can't bust out of it's it. It's cut with a ship taking place or getting uh, sunk uh, at a different point in time, you know, sunk by a U-boat, and they're yeah. both sinking. And it 
it's like you don't get a chance to breathe yeah before this you know the pilot saved and they're on their way onto another sinking ship but all these you know these these three stories that take place at different times they all intercut between each other yeah it's like it's super awesome there's a lot of parallels but they intersect with one another yeah, yeah. because of the way paths. because of like how he he cut the movie and you know i think for the sake of having your main and minor characters have like these important moments, you know, for example, with, with Tom Hardy, he gets the first dog fight. He gets in his fuel gauge cracks. Yeah. And so, you know, the first thing to think about is, Oh damn. Well, how much fuel does he have? Well, he's smart enough to go Collins. What are you at right now? He's like, I'm at, I'm at 50 gallons. And it's like, my, I guess my gauge cracked in the, in the last, uh, last dogfight or whatever. So he keeps checking in and he's riding on like this little, this little you know, chalk and you know, little chalk. Dash. Yeah. So, so it's cool. like, yeah, it's, and it's the smart thing to do. So he's like time, like, well, how much you know, time will 50 hours give me? And, you know, so, and he keeps, he keeps doing that up until the point where, where even as Collins is, you know, doing like a safe crash into the water, into the ocean there. He's like, here's how much I have right now. As I'm going down. Right. Be smart, buddy. Yeah. And, you know, sure enough, even after Collins is in the water, even after he's saved, there's a moment where Ferrier, you know, from Tom Hardy's character, he saves other other ships, other, you know, British soldiers he, out at sea. He sinks the plane. Yeah. I'm sorry, what? He shoots it down. He shoots the plane. <laughs> That heads to the ocean, yeah. that catches all the oil that was on oh. fire. Mind you, in this one scene, you have all three storylines coming together at that point. Together, yeah. you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine characters all in this one scene from the sea, the air, and the uh, mm-hmm. land. land yeah. <clears throat> it's just super cool. And Collins is just like, way to go get him, bud. Yeah, and that that was one of the moments I think that was most gruesome was that fire. Seeing the fire, the Ooh. oil on top of the water. The dude has to, up. you know, he's there's like, one. He's underneath. He goes underneath. And he has to, to come up to to get air. And, yeah, and you have to think that water has to be hot, right? Or yeah. is it because oil is just on the surface? You know what I mean? I mean, it it did look like um, he, was he was getting, getting hot. Like he was getting boiled and a little he bit. Came up in yeah, the and fire, and it's like uh, I drowned. Yeah, I didn't Ugh, think brutal. I mean, like obviously easier said than done in the moment. Ugh, yeah. But I'm like my thought would have been like I need to swim away from this, you know, under underwater. I I know it's not hard to or sorry, it's not easy to swim underwater when you've got, you know, like a uniform on too. But at that point, like just take off your I actually did that in Boy Scouts when I was in Boy Scouts, like eons ago. Oh, you 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 went under oil and fire and had to swim out of it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was torture. Actually, <laughs> we lost we lost a couple good people, but you know what yeah. do you do? Well, look, I'm I'm unscathed, so uh, clearly I did it correctly. <laughs> yeah, but those one, you earned your badge. I got my got my merit badge, baby. Uh, but you know, obviously, for the sake of and that's and not everyone would have been able to do that either so it's a weird for, moment yeah for for christopher nolan to just sort of pinpoint that or or highlight that moment is 
you know, cause even, even when, you know, the, the father realizes what's going on and Collins is like, go, go, go. Like, you know, he, he's trying to rescue as many people as he can from the ship that are, you know, doused in oil, but yep. he can't save everyone. So, you know, unfortunately it's like one of those things where you got to leave people behind and it sucks. Cause it's, but that's just, you know, that's, it's do war. You, and, do you lose all lives trying to save one? Yeah. Or can you save 20? You I mean, mean, yeah, you're not going to drive into fire and risk, you know, losing your life, losing everyone else on your boat to die as well. You know, especially like the two boys mm. that came with you rip, rip one of them Ooh. by that point. Um, the better one, rip the better one. <laughs> yeah. By the way, Barry uh, Koenig, right? I don't know how to pronounce his name. Barry, Barry a, something. Man. A young, a young guy. Some young dude who's fantastic in everything he touches. What else has he been in? Uh, well, the Batman, Eternals. Uh, oh, that's right. He was supposed to be uh, the uh, Joker. Banshees God. of uh, Banshees of something. Fantastic movie. Wow, that was such a good movie. Um, he was Druig in the Eternals. Yeah, he was. He was one of my favorite people in Eternals. Actually, I mean, I think he's a good actor. Uh, he's awesome. He just got knocked down the the stairs and hit his head and lost his vision, and then died. Yeah, that's it was a, it was such a weird death to me. Well, even watching it again, I'm like, his head was, yeah, man, his head was cut open, hit the back of his brain, went blind, and then what probably happened? He probably fell asleep, and then, yeah, you know, because he's like, all right, we'll just lay here, even though you're blind. Oh, you'll be good, mate. He's dead. <laughs> yeah, there's no touch of the body, mate. He's dead. Well, don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still, still, still don't touch, touch him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was that was hard, and then and then. Yep, sorry about that one. That's gonna be a lot of bleeps, but it's okay. Poor poor Killian Murphy is like, how's he doing? And he's like, yeah, he's all right. He's good. You know, it was Killian Murphy's character's fault, and he uh, killed that boy. Ugh. You know, because he he, I can't go back. I can't go back there. It's death. You, oh, you know what? Because uh, what's crazy is from the initial time we watched it, I did watch it again. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> when they are almost about to pick up Colin. Mm-hmm. And they're pa- as they're passing that ship, um, he hears the Nazi, or I'm sorry, the German plane come in, and um, killing uh, killing Murphy's in the corner, just going like this. Yeah, and I, I didn't notice it the first time. I was like, "Holy, shit, he is," because you well, you yeah. only see his well his the ship that he's on, the little boat that he's on, uh, in the beginning, and it's at night, and he's like, like. I was like yelling, but it's like talking, kind of like talking down to other, other troops. Yeah, as so if like he was in charge, kind the of. The initial. There's a there's a scene where these soldiers and three of our characters, three of our main characters, yeah, um, they end up actually on a smaller boat and get taken to a like battleship. Yeah, and then you know all these soldiers get ushered in. They're like, hey, we've got some toast and some tea, and they're like, oh, okay, yeah. It's like, we're good. We just got like sunk by and shot by a bunch of planes. But like, you got tea? Love it. Let's get it. And then they lock them in there and shut the door. Uh, and then it gets bombed by a U-boat. Yeah. You know, and then, but as these soldiers are jumping off the plate, the plate, the the boat, you know, the water, they try to get onto like a little lifeboat. And then Killing Murphy's there. He's like, hey, don't worry. You're good. You've got your little, what are they called? 
life, life vests. vests. Yeah. <laughs> you got your life vests on. <laughs> uh, someone will be by. And then they go off. But you don't see his ship get sunk. Yeah. And yet he's traumatized. Which just puts into perspective. Yeah. When he pulls up, the ship's just sinking out of the. Yeah. Or sticking out of the water. Yeah. You know? And um, which like, puts into perspective how many. the rope. How many ships went down. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think it's, you know, it, it makes sense for for anyone to be in that scenario to be traumatized. It's you know, not not to, you know, fully jump around, but even like at the end when all the civilian boats return back to the mainland or main island, and he's like, uh, Harry Styles' character is like, you know, they're gonna hate us, you know. We're, we're failures, you know. And meanwhile, like there's just some adult guy trying to you know, pass them beers pass on them the beers, train yep. because everyone, they're like so proud of them, and you know, in that you know fantastic speech that Churchill wrote and and said that um, the other main character, the kid who's uh, we see from the very beginning of the movie mm-hmm. in the streets, he's reading uh, the paper. Uh, that it was published in and you know up, up until they're just being handed like you know fresh uh was it like fresh clothes you know like a blanket yeah a blanket or whatever, like some food like, stuff. Or like, hey like man that. you've been through some here's some shit, right? yeah it was like it was the blind man who um was giving them everything he's like the old guy didn't see he couldn't even look at us and i'm like mate he's he's blind dude <laughs> like don't don't blame. He didn't even look at me. No shit, man. The guy couldn't see. Yeah, y- he didn't yeah. Care. Yeah, if you look at his eyes, you're not going to see anything because he's blind, dude. <laughs> like, um, but he he touched the one dude's face and like for like a hot minute too. He was like feeling his face. Yeah. I wonder if he knew that like he he didn't really uh, either that he was he could tell like he was super young. Like damn, like this kid is, like, was like the made just made the cut, fresh enlisted. Yeah, literally. You know, and then somehow somehow was was able to make it home. You know, like that's like that's like the youth that 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 went over there, and you know, um, I mean, like I said before, my knowledge of of like the history behind Dunkirk isn't, um. you know, that expansive. And I think, yeah. And I could probably just do more research on it too, after the fact, but, um, you know, solely talking about the movie and what Christopher Nolan set out to do is it's not so much, you know, focusing on the entirety of, of world war two, but just this, you know, a specific moment in just that one in, little in 1940, like, yep. you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like saying we're going to do a movie solely on Normandy. And that's that. You know, um, which would just be a you know a bloodbath as well. But uh, you know, I think I think the the idea of just telling you know a story of you know the way he brought three different timelines together with time itself, and just you know, kind of puts you there with making it seem like, okay, you're here for a week, you know, uh, at least trying to get home. So it's like, 
imagine just waiting that long, mm-hmm. you know, on a, on a beach. It's like knowing like, and again, your time could be any moment, you know, yeah. any one of those planes that come by. I, I was thinking about this earlier too. Instead of like dropping down to the ground and standing up, if you stand up straight, there's less of a, less chance that part of your body would be hit by the bomb. That's true. Cause if you lay down and there's like more, you're covering like more space, you know, the one guy who tries to shoot it. Imagine if, imagine Dude. if he shot that. Oof. Can you imagine? <laughs> Everyone just like, You'd be, you would be a legend. You would be taken off the beach. Yeah. But put this guy at the front, (laughs) which is actually kind of funny because at the very end of the movie, there's the, there's this one, one soldier, one soldier who who was like fell asleep (laughs) or was hiding and like probably, probably hiding and then fell asleep. And then no one's there except the commander and like another officer in charge. And, um, he's like, it's either us or them, you know? I know officers, but I know I know officers, and I know I'm a wizard at the uh, magical wizarding world of Harry Potter and Hogwarts. A very famous one too, actually. Yeah, um, not so much a good uh, dark arts teacher, but uh, a good a good commanding officer, though. Um, he, you know, he tells he tells the other guy, he goes, "Aren't you coming, sir?" And he goes, "No, I'm staying behind." Was like, for who? For the French. You know, and that, and then that's that's another theme about you know what this movie is about because he doesn't have to stay behind, yep, for another country's men, men, you know, but that's that's the whole thing about allies and you help each other, yeah. You're fighting against you know tyranny and and evil essentially, so you're trying to trying to do the good thing and and stand up against it and that means helping your allies out and again the brotherhood of not even knowing how to speak another language like we do see on the one ship where Harry Styles is <laughs> like this guy's not talking he's a he's a he's a kraut spy yeah you know and it's like dude he he's like oh he's a frog he, he speaks french Yep, there's some French dude who switched over to a uniform and Yeah, so you know, I mean it's yeah. Yeah, I would I would have done the same. I'd be like I, I, look, I don't I don't speak uh I don't speak French, s'il vous plaît, you know? Like wee oui, wee. Oui, yeah, right. You know. <laughs> Jeez. But but I mean, until you when you watch this movie the first time, he's like he's a German. Yeah, you kind of And then he's kinda... like not saying anything and you're like, "Oh, sh- is he a German? He's like, he might not be a spy, but like, is he a German? And then he says something in French and he's just like, You're like, oh, a wait. frog. Is he a frog? Which, do you think a French person actually finds that offensive? Um, I don't know, to be honest with you. I don't know either. Uh, I, I can't, I know that they were called that in like, in that era, like in the, in we World were called War Yanks. Yeah, we were called Yanks. They were called frogs. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, actually. Well, if there's anyone in France listening to this, yeah, are you um, offended by? Do you find offense by that? If yeah. so, apologies. Well, we didn't say it. We're yeah, All not, right. not I, even. You not know even... what? I take back my apology. Okay. <laughs> I don't think Christopher Nolan meant any offense <laughs> of it either, because it's sort of just like, you know, we're this is the era. This is kind of what was quoted. But some people were offended when the movie came out because it didn't you know, represent the French that much. It's like, no, 
and he was telling the British part. Yeah, but you know, what I'm he's, saying. he's not saying that. Like we saw that a comment. We saw a comment where it was like there wasn't enough civilian boats. There were like a th- like thousands, and it's, it's like, dude, oh my the French, god! And it's it's you only see it in one scene, really. But the French actually kept the Germans at bay that allowed the British to go. Yeah. Like hey, they we, were we, able to help them we get out. We see it when, when the one kid is running, running behind the barricade. Yep. It's the French barricade. So, you know, you, again, people, people have to understand the timeline here and they, and it doesn't seem like they do. Not only that, but you know, Listen, uh, as we as we love movies and we talk about movies, especially because this is what the podcast is about. Yep. Um, and the plot of this movie is very straightforward, you know, very easy to understand. We, we are we've already mentioned the themes behind this movie, you know, and. If you're trying to even say like if this movie is not good because of one of those things, uh, I'm going to have to disagree with you. And then add in the score, which is yeah, phenomenal. Score. What score in any of his movies isn't phenomenal? You know, you're either going with Hans Zimmer or Ludwig Gordson, you know, who are just amazing. Hans amazing. Zimmer is the greatest composer. Well, John Williams. Dude, Hans Zimmer is. Oh, Hans Zimmer is. He's phenomenal. I mean, like, he's. I think he's. He's like. They're different. They are, but he's definitely like. He. Chunky XL, too. He's he's good. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Him, again, like Ludwig, like, there's a. There are plenty of, like, they're like in this upper, like, echelon of just composers that that just know how to make you feel a certain way. It's like, you know, Christopher Nolan tells him this is what. You know, I imagine, you know, this is what I want the audience to to feel and to this is how I want you to encapsulate them, you know, in this moment. And then the way their brain works, you know, about certain things is just uh, it's it's amazing, you know. And I think we were in the in the first version of us recording this, we were I guess I mentioned before, we we're reading through some of these ridiculous comments on Rotten Tomatoes about how, why like, people were, were giving this movie um, like lower ratings. Like I remember there were quite a few people said it was boring. It was what? People, oh, there were a few loud. people that said <laughs> it was boring and it was slow. And I'm like, dude, number one, it's not boring because it keeps it you. There was not a slow part in that movie. It's an, it can't be slow because it's such a short movie too. Yeah. It's an hour and 46 minutes with credits. I, I know. So, like, wh- where's what do you the mean? slow, what do you where's mean the slow part? There, people get Show shot me. in the first two seconds of the oh, movie. I, I, remember one, I remember one comment was like, there's no blood. And I'm like, two stars. What? Fool. Like, are you joking me? Joking me. Are you, are you are joking you, me? Are you, jo- are you choking me with your <laughs> comment? <laughs> Yeah, you've got to be, you've got to be joking. Yeah, it um, oh, it seems like there's just bodies, you know, on fire in the water, be, drowning, 
people that have have been shot that are being patched up that are sinking because they can't do anything on a on a, on a medical ship that are, that are literally drowning yeah. bodies being blown up because they're because you have um, Nazi planes dropping bombs in them on the beach like like there's a ton of violence and and depressing deaths in this movie but yet you're gonna give it two stars because there's not enough blood yeah yeah what are you gonna do man you can't fix stupid yeah you can't so um yeah that i will never apologize for yeah like i get it I mean, we said it before you know you can have an opinion about a movie totally fine um but i we'll will just rip you apart i will debate you i will debate anyone when they're like i don't get it and it's like okay well look look and then it's not even it's not even to be like you know a hard ass about a movie but it's just like let me let me try and you know tinker around with some questions and ask you why you think this is or or you know what is your perspective on this movie here mm-hmm. you know like you know it's a, a war movie what what are you really thinking going into this you know so i mean because we were talked about this before if you watch the trailer the trailer doesn't really give you that much it doesn't. You just have like this idea. Of, well, okay. So Christopher Nolan is doing a, a war movie about Dunkirk. Oh, okay. What's Dunkirk? Just Google it. Yeah. And then go, oh, okay. Well, it's, okay, it's a spot over here on the beach. Okay. And okay. I'll oh, see new British, French, try, you know, troops try to get off. Nazis. Okay. 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 I got the synopsis from Wikipedia. Fine. But you don't. But it's exactly. But you don't get to see that because it's not. It's not about what Wikipedia. It's not says. about Dunkirk. It's yeah. About it takes the place stories. there. Yeah. Sure, it's the it's the location. Mm-hmm. But then also the location is out at uh, out in what um um the sea. The, yeah, Wait, was that the Atlantic? No, uh, not not no. technically. No, no, that's. What C is that? I can't. It's the English Channel. English is it the English Channel? Yeah. Okay. So because Dunkirk's South Coast Coast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's like you can see you can see the mainland from there. Yeah. So again, you practically see it. You, you practically you know see what? home. Can you get a soundbite there of him saying that instead of me? And just pick it up right here. I'll try and find it. Yeah. Dope. Cool. Hope so. Well, Hopefully. There, you, there you have it, guys. You heard him say it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the ending about. Tom Hardy and when he runs Dude. out of fuel he's just gliding <laughs> and towards the end you know his plane literally turns off like the propeller yeah, just turns stops. off and he's just gliding and then you hear the we're going down of a German plane but wait Tom Hardy still has ammo shoots this down and the entire beach just erupts Cheers. in cheer and roaring as the plane just glides yep. slowly yep. eventually into the out of bounds area where he then <laughs> lands on the beach lights the SOB on fire and it is the only shot that we actually see the Germans in yep. and it's super shallow focus so you don't even really see them They're all blurred you out. see their guns and then they grab them and they take them prisoner yeah and it's kind of cool too to think about and wonder if his character ever, you know, lived. Was he a POW that did just torture him and kill him? Probably the latter. And the other thing I, I had said in the original take was, I don't know why he just didn't decide to 
fly in a circle as he realized, let me go, or even like kind of like longer stretches. Like, so I'm going to go down the beach. I'm going to turn around and go back so the point where he can do what Collins did and do that like safe, like kind of landing into the water. Yeah. And then essentially just ride the waves into shore or, you know, like. I think, and I'm not a pilot, but I think once you, t- like, once it's off like that and pretty much just dead, I think if you turn it and stuff, it will increase, or I'm sorry, it will decrease your altitude quicker. And you might not be able to maybe be able to come out of that. But then you have a shoot anyway. Yeah. So I was like, or he, why didn't he just shoot out? I just. And crash the plane. Yeah. Yeah. And then just pop up on the beach. What's up guys? Like, you know, jump out of the plane, pop your shoot. And then you land in water. I mean, obviously it's, I'm sure there's, there's regardless, there's danger in any situation, but I'd rather take my chances with either crashing the plane myself or, parachuting into the water uh then crashing it further down the the coastline into the out of bounds territory and being captured by by germans you know like at that point like the nazis could could do whatever you whatever they want with you you know and like i said just get information out torture you know so it's it sucks that uh, that's how it went for for Tom Hardy's character, you know. And uh, obviously, we we get the the classic Nolan shot of the you know the the back. Yep, of just Tom the, Hardy, and he's staring at the plane that's on fire, and you know, just a great movie. Let me tell you, yeah, it it, it is, and I, you know, it's hard to kind of put your top three or five, uh, you know, Nolan movies. In in a list, and I think we had said what ours were, or like I think I think Dunkirk's still I think in my top five. I can tell you my top three right now. Yeah, what are your top three? Out of order, of course, but top three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like even if, okay, just even say like top five, maybe even if you want. Top five out yeah. of order. Um, Oppenheimer. Same. Dunkirk. Same. Tenet. Nope. Idiot. Um, <laughs> the Dark Knight. Yep. And probably Interstellar. Did I say Interstellar? No, I didn't. You didn't. Okay, yeah, that's probably my top five. Out of order. See, so yeah, yeah. Oppenheimer, Dark Knight, Dunkirk, Prestige. Ooh, good one. And yeah, probably Interstellar. Interstellar's good, man. Yeah. Interstellar's good. I love Tenet. I know you do. And I love it, man. I fucking love it. This is not a shame. I, I swear to you all, we're not doing a third Christopher Nolan movie in the next one, I promise. And it's not going to be just Tenet. Kidding. But uh, Tenet is just so good. That movie is mind-blowing. I, yeah, I, I've only seen it once, you know? So you what? I've only seen the movie once. Yeah, and when you watched it, I'm sorry, but I, I, I hate. Well, I figured it out. There's nothing to figure out it's an experience you just watch it i mean there is something you don't, to figure you don't out figure out anything just experience, you do figure something just out experience the movie and watch it you understand and what's and that, happening in that what makes a great movie experience if you're you're just experiencing it you're I, there i have to figure you're it out. watching the story yeah and then you're watching it again 
It's crazy. I love it. Who sent me here? You did. Great movie. Yep. So, um, what would you give Dunkirk rating wise? You know, I'm trying to remember what I gave it on the first take that we did, and I can't. I think I remember what I gave. I gave it. What did you give it? It was in like the low 90s. I want to say it was like nine. I gave it like a 92. Because again, it's not. It's not my favorite it's not my yeah. it's not even my top three it's yeah. not it's not top three it, it's it's like number four or five t- to me essentially and for from nolan um i'd probably give this a 95 94 okay so okay but now we got to talk about if, that, if that's okay no we won't do that because if we cover other other nolan, nolan movies. movies then we it would spoil it, they're all very close they're all very close Decimally, you know, speaking too. Yeah, I have to go back and listen to the audios that I still have um, from the first one. But I, I want to say I think I might have given it a ninety-two, maybe even ninety-three. It's good, man. It's it is. It's, it's really good. For, um, yeah. So it, you know, you know, I can safely say Dunkirk is probably number three, Nolan, for me, in order. Really? Yeah. So what's number one? Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer's your number one. Yep. Um, Dark Knight's my number one. Of course it is. Uh, Prestige is number two. I need to go back and watch the movie. It's probably been ten plus. I years watched Prestige the night before um, Oppenheimer, right? No, no. We we went to go see Oppenheimer, and I watched it later that night. When we got back, yes. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, Christopher Nolan's a genius. I need to watch the movie from him. All right, I'm going to watch Prestige. I haven't watched The Prestige in such a long time, too. David Bowie. Yeah. You played Nikola Tesla. Tesla, yeah. Yep. God, I love David Bowie. And, of course, we have um, Andy Serkis, my precious, who played uh, his, uh, his like, butler kind of guy. His serve, I don't, like, Speaking of butler, serve, Andy Serkis is a really good Alfred. He, Yeah, he is. But we're not talking about that. Yeah. Well... We're going to end the video here before we start rambling. Yep, for sure. Video, so, audio. If Sorry, you haven't guys. watched Dunkirk, watch the watch the bloody movie. Watch it on HBO. I'll give you my login. I don't care. <laughs> watch it. <laughs> so you can uh, see the only two movies on my list. If Max is like, okay, we're, we're suddenly cutting <laughs> to uh, the the password sharing on, on this platform now. It's because of Austin. It's because of me, and I gave my HBO so everyone can watch this one movie. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of people just signed into this account and watched this one this, account. Watched Dunkirk. That's crazy. How is he in all, all these all across the world? You know, in different continents, countries. Interesting. <laughs> you know, we have, we have to explore this a little bit more. But yeah, definitely go go watch it. It's it's worth it's worth seeing. If you haven't watched in a while, go back and watch it. Definitely. Yeah, it it was fun to go back and rewatch because honestly, I haven't up until recently. I, I haven't watched it since I initially saw it in the theater. So. It was uh, it was good. It was good. I, mean, I don't think you can, you can go wrong with going back and watching any Christopher Nolan movie. So, None. and again, this is this is a quick watch. So it's like, yeah, I got about two hours to kill. Boom, there you go. There's a, there's a quick movie to watch, and you'll have a good time doing it. So, but um, yeah, so that is going to do it for this episode. We appreciate everyone tuning in, listening, sharing all that kind of stuff, and. Um, our next 
episode will not be a Christopher Nolan. I told you guys movie. that you. that much can be confirmed. Um, however, it might take place within the same time frame. I'd say like what one, two, three. Americans weren't on the troops. I'd say three, four years later, Americans weren't over there yet. Quite. We're still in Africa a little bit, working our way through Italy. So yeah, like forty three. 44, maybe, I think, is when this next movie takes place that we're going to talk about. Are you sure? I thought it was one year later. Was it in 41? Yeah, I think so. Was it? I think so. I can check. I'll check. Maybe 42. Let, yeah. I'll check. But but yeah, same 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 world war. Yeah. <laughs> we'll say that. So. Um, and, Tune uh, in. This one will be bloodier, uh, a little bit more violent, you know, if that's your thing. And um, it is based on another... Uh, famous director. Mm. It's my favorite movie by him. Yeah, it's going to be great. So it's it's going to be, be great. Fun. So, all right, that'll be it from Nick and Austin here at the Plot Strikes Back. 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 Bum, bum, bum.